Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering the seventh episode of season one titled Dissection. What'd you think of this week's episode? A little different from the others. Yeah, um, I was glad to see some, you know, shit hitting the fan because we'd been saying that um, things were going too good. And then last week things were going bad, but it was just because all the main characters were were being annoying. And so now we kind of have more of a clash with the villains of the series, Um, even though they did, they kind of humanized one of them, which I, I think is pretty pretty cool so i guess i liked it yeah it was something like you said something different i mean there were there were some problems i had with it but overall i thought it was a nice um it was a change of pace and it was a good sort of shifting into the next gear for this first season yeah um shit kind of hit the fan kind of quick there um yeah from last week's episode so which i knew we were gonna get because you know that the last episode ended with Sam Lesser, you know, making his way to Key House. So you knew, knew something was going to happen. But, um, so yeah, but it it all happened pretty quick and I'm interested to to hear your thoughts because you typically like a lot of the episodes. So when you say that you have some issues with it, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I do. What what you have uh, to say. (laughs) It could have been a lot worse too. I mean, one of the problems I had is, Sam Lesser, he's shown that he kills pretty uh, nonchalantly. He killed their father. He killed that guard recently. And then he's got all three of, or he's got, you know, the three kids and the mother at gunpoint. And um, he keeps getting frustrated with them because they're lying. And I don't want to see any one of them get hurt, but I was just thinking he doesn't seem like much of a threat if he doesn't do something right now with the way Kinsey's talking to him and the way they're giving him the runaround and stuff like that. I think, you know, I think the idea behind this guy is that he's actually not that smart <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because he gets duped by Dodge and uh, just a couple of other things he, that I'm sure we'll get into. But anyway, I was yeah. sort of thinking, man, he's really just taking everything they're throwing at him and he keeps threatening them, but not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to draw you out too much, but, um, I know. I know. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, no, that's okay. Um, uh, that, that was, that was totally on me. Um, well, l- why don't you go ahead and, and get us started, uh, with your, with okay. your number five so we can go ahead and start talking about it. <clears throat> okay. So Sam psyche, um, I think maybe this episode is called dissection aside from the obvious with, the gross scene with the little mm. pig fetuses or whatever they were. Yeah. Didn't um, like it. Yeah. I, I was thinking you probably wouldn't like that. In fact, I was wondering if you would just kind of be mad at the show for even including something like that in it. Um, I thought, it, I don't know how necessary it was. I, I'm not yeah. a big fan of that. I would have been that kid that, um, just said, just give me a, a like an incomplete or an F I'm not dissecting any animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Did you ever get asked to do that in high school? In uh, at any time in junior high, they wanted us to dissect a frog, and I just sat there and made my partner do it. 
<laughs> I, would. I can't even remember. I don't think we did. We ever did that. I don't know. Anyways, but I also think it was called that because it's an examination of Sam's psyche, like you're dissecting his mm. psyche. And that's a good and, metaphor. Yeah. And, and maybe also because he got stabbed at the end. But um, he's had a rough life. Uh, the scene with his father, even though his story, I feel like, is a little bit paint by numbers, a little stereotypical. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but be moved when there was that flashback to him making food for him and his sister. And yeah. his dad gets, what? I didn't tell you you could eat that. And, you, you know, almost throws a punch at him and all this. And then especially when Tyler comes over and dad pretends to be nice. And then when uh, Sam goes outside, you can see he's trying not to cry. Mm-hmm. And so he has had this really rough home life with contempt coming from his parental figure who's supposed to show him love. So he has this huge gap and uh, he need that he needs fulfilled. You know, he has this probably this hole in his heart and it manifests by him being troubled at school, like this thing with a pig. And uh, Rendell says that he, the last incident wasn't even a week ago. So he's, he's a troubled kid. And then, so then when, uh, Dodge somehow clues into that, she gets lucky because he, Rendell put that picture up in his office and she can communicate through that and sees, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam sitting there and Rendell happens to get a call. So Sam's alone. And she, she just like knows that he's, a good target for her because she can easily manipulate him. And the thing is, um, they didn't show like they've shown them meeting in this episode. And then we've seen her telling him what to do a couple of times. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, we see her betray him, but we don't get to see her really build that connection with him. And so we just kind of had to take Sam's word for it that, she's so important to him. He he's, he's willing to kill for her and just mm-hmm. because she said he was special and, but we don't feel that because we didn't see the relationship bill build. And, and I don't know if it, in part it's because she had some kind of a glamor magic effect on him, or if it was just because he's a troubled kid that needed somebody like that to come along. You know, what do you think? Uh, yeah. If, if it's based on what we saw on screen only, it's not enough for me to buy into him, you know, killing so many people for her um, and, and, you know, carrying on with her plan. So I feel like there had to be more that we just didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, for her, for I, I feel like there was, there had to be more buildup, you know, between, between the two. Um for him to carry out as far as what, cause he, he didn't seem like a bad kid, you know, um, he, he was manipulated and he was troubled and, you know, there was, you know, a hint of mental illness, you know, possibly. So, um, I, I feel he was probably very vulnerable to her, but I feel like just what we saw on screen was not enough for him to carry out the acts. Yeah. So. But we didn't see, maybe we'll see more later yeah, on. We, yeah. we only saw, I mean, one thing we saw is she somehow knows that his file's on Rendell's desk and goes, look in there. And mm-hmm. so I froze it and it says, um, 
Borderline personality disorder, noticeable decline in achievement since previous term, has ability to do better work but lacks determination and maybe interest, demonstrates an unwillingness to extend or challenge himself, um, seems to be indifferent to success or failure, stubborn, not fulfilling his full potential, maybe stems from hard home life. And then another page said, Tyler's feedback, insecure, seems lonely, mean father. Now, all that stuff... I mean, he feels betrayed, I guess, because he sees the Tyler's feedback note as meaning that Tyler was bullshitting him. And later Tyler says, no, I didn't, you know, my dad pushed me to hang out with you, but then you were really my friend. And I believe Tyler when he said that, the way he said it. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. But all this stuff, I mean, anybody with a little bit of intelligence could maybe feel bad about it, but realize, well, I am a troubled person and they're trying to help me. And these are all just descriptions of my life right now, (laughs) you know, it's true. I have, I do have the ability to do better than I'm doing right now. And I have demonstrated an unwillingness to extend or challenge myself. I mean, the way he took it was these guys have been lying to me and they're not my friends and Dodge played right into that and convinced him. But yeah, it seemed like a bit much for him to have that kind of a reaction to it. I I bought it. I mean, he's he feels very vulnerable, and I think that's you know, I see. What do you it. expect to see in there? Like, oh yeah, this kid's great. That's why he keeps coming, getting in trouble, and having well, to go to a counselor every week. I think part of what really kind of put him over the edge was when he sees Tyler's notes, and you know thinks that he's he was there just to spy on him and he thought that he had a real friend because you don't get the i mean we we learn earlier you know when rendell is talking to tyler and he's like you know he's doesn't have a lot of friends and you've got a lot of social clout and so he doesn't have a lot of friends so when he thinks i've got this you know this person who's interested in me as a friend and not only just anybody but you know tyler Locke, who seems like a fairly popular kid and then to find out that they're only there to kind of or what you'd believe to spy on you and report back you know it feels like a betrayal of trust and yeah that makes sense so yeah yeah You're right. Like the note itself says Tyler's feedback insecure, which could seem like um, an insult, I guess, but then seems lonely and mean father. So I feel like that could be taken as he's trying to help. But yeah, I think the main point is that Tyler's reporting on him at all, which made Sam think, oh, oh, this whole friendship was a lie. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I guess I can see that. And, And if he's, got some severe mental problems he could turn that into well i don't care if i kill them um it, it mentioned borderline personality so i looked that up i knew a little bit about it but wikipedia says borderline personality disorder also known as emotionally unstable personality disorder is a mental illness characterized by a long-term pattern of unstable relationships a distorted sense of self and strong emotional reactions there's often self-harm and other dangerous behavior those affected may also struggle with a feeling of emptiness fear of abandonment and detachment from reality so that kind of fits it also says in that article, the stigma surrounding borderline personality disorder includes the belief that people with BPD are prone to violence towards others. While movies and visual media often sensationalize people with BPD by portraying them as violent, the majority of researchers agree that people with BPD are unlikely to physically harm others. I just wanted to add that in there just so, mm-hmm. you know, we're being sensitive about <laughs> people who actually are going through this. Right. 
Yeah, that doesn't exactly mean that you want to harm people. Doesn't yeah. equate to that. Yeah, it can be sensationalized sometimes. Yeah, it sounds almost like they're more maybe prone to hurt themselves. You said, mm-hmm. um, you know, can you know? Yeah. So right. So so I uh, just a, one little addendum here is that's how he's coming into this when he gets to the the lock house. One part I didn't totally get is when Tyler used the head key on Sam by surprise and Sam is suddenly standing next to himself and he sees his, his uh, front door, which did match, by the way. It went back and looked with his real yeah, front door. it did. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he gets really apologetic and he gives Tyler a hug and he says, I've screwed everything up. Oh, shit. I didn't want to kill Mr. Locke. I just wanted to find the keys for her. Why do you think he had such a change of heart in that moment? I don't know if when I don't know if if the head key being used on you causes some sort and maybe because he has this, you know, possible because we don't know he was officially diagnosed. It was just in the file that Randall Locke had, you know, possible um, um, disorder. Um, But maybe maybe something that kind of almost flipped it off a little bit for him and that he was able to kind of step outside of himself a little bit. And he was able to kind of disconnect from that a little bit. I don't know. Because of the nature of the head key. I mean, to me, it was like if you're um, like I was walking down the street with my buddy and we were in an argument in junior high and we were just like. God, just whatever you're stupid <laughs> and then we saw something i forget like some violence broke out or something and we're both like oh shit suddenly we're friends again you know because there's this crazy thing that happened in front of us and right it, it, it felt kind of like that like it just snapped him out of it because it was so crazy to see something right. like that happen. I, I think yeah i think that makes sense because he he knows like um dodge has been filling him with all of these magical keys and you know but he he he's never seen them right i except mean for to, the flame key the flame key okay yeah you're right yeah. sorry backtrack on that I a little bit i forgot about that too yeah. yeah yeah until you said that i was like <laughs> oh yeah duh but um <laughs> you know to actually see yourself kind of standing there and you're standing outside of yourself yeah, is it, to actually see it in use i feel that that might have like tr- triggered something in him to where he was able to kind of like be aw- awakened and be like, oh my gosh, because he seemed so remorseful about what he had done to the family, what, you know, shooting Rendell Locke and, you know, um, all of it that it was, I think it was enough of a jolt for him to actually see it in action. Yeah. It's, it's like it's a barrier inside him broke down or something. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to know what the head key can do, but another to see it in action and to also see it on yourself. Um, I, I can't imagine what that impact would, would be. Right. Um, so that's. I wish I could find out. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So, so uh, then that whole moment with Dodge where he's just like, he's confused and he's like, tell, tell me you weren't lying that I'm really special. And then she stabs him and says, uh, there's a reason why no one loved you, Sam. It's because there's nothing special about you, which is like, wow. Yeah, she's just pure evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, you know, I felt pretty, pretty bad for him in that moment. And then he became a ghost and it's like, oh God, this kid. I mean, he killed their dad. So it, he, he fucked up pretty bad. But yeah. anyway, I still felt bad for him. Like the one person he was sort of hanging all his, his emotional hopes on totally stabbed him. Yeah, 
and and just like another betrayal like everybody in his life yeah. that should have been there for him and protected him I don't, we don't know anything about his mom so we don't know what that situation was like we don't know why she wasn't in the picture or at least we didn't see her in that moment we only had just mm-hmm. those few moments so uh, but i'm guessing she wasn't in the picture um, yeah but you know he had a piece of shit for a dad um that it didn't take long to kind of understand that that you know what was going on in that house um so there's you know someone that should have protected him and looked out for him but you know didn't care for him he thinks tyler you know betrayed him as a friend he thinks rendell Locke doesn't really care for him um, after keeping a, a file on him you know even though it made sense yes you know if he is troubled i mean yeah maybe he should acknowledge that, like oh yeah maybe i am kind of a troubled kid and maybe i should you'd recognize that and, and accept the help that's being you know offered to me i just don't think he was ready for that maybe yeah. and that's why and so he's he like felt, an open sore and he's yeah anything can seem like a wo- a fresh wound i guess right so when he thinks that Rendell Locke is trying to help him. He then, when he sees that file, thinks of it as a betrayal. So there's, you know, Tyler, Rendell, his father. Um, and then, you know, when Dodge steps in, you know, and he thinks, you know, she's the one person that cares for him and then ultimately then betrays him again. It, it would just, it just made it so damn sad that it seemed like everybody, that yeah. everybody in his life betrayed him and, all he wanted was to be accepted and a part of something like he tried so hard, like he kept getting detention and kept getting in trouble to try and be accepted. Yeah. Gain approval. Yeah. Do you uh, think his part in the story is done? I don't know. You you know, when he, uh, when he was hovering above key house there at the end, did you notice that his, his soul or ghost form like disappeared? Oh no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I I don't know what that means. I don't, I mean, when Bodhi was visiting Chamberlain Locke, what was it, the second episode? Um, When Bodhi first discovered the ghost key and was, you know, Mm -hmm. flying around and met his great-grandfather in the cemetery and he's like, are all the ghosts, you know, are all ghosts here? And he's like, well, some have chosen to move on. I've decided to, you know, stick around because I, Mm. you know... um, and so when, when, and then it's just so sad because you see like his, his ghost form hovering over the key houses from that distance. And it, you can kind of almost, it looks like he's just kind of putting his head down and yeah, like in defeat. And then it, he just disappears. So I was like, uh, oh shit. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. So I don't know. Does <laughs> I mean, that mean yeah, he, he, they, he passed on? Like he's, those he's officers on? slammed the door so he couldn't get back into his body. Mm-hmm. Although he should have maybe went around to the window or something. I don't know. But um, maybe when you close the door that the ghost key opened, it detaches you. Or, yeah. Or, he, or maybe he just doesn't know what to do because he's never experienced that. Right. But anyway, it looks like they're saying that the body, they're feeling it for a pulse and he's they say there's no life signs or something so they're just gonna bury him yeah what if he, yeah and then what if he gets cremated or something or yeah. you well, know the ghost mean? form i mean if he didn't if he is still around which sounds like he disappeared but anyway if the body is destroyed then does the ghost from the ghost key still stay there i would think so yeah i don't know i don't know it was sad Sad to think that I, if, if, if that's when he decided to move on, that that's how he moved on, was that in his last moments felt betrayed again, you know, mm-hmm. um, just sad, <laughs> made me sad for him. I know, Tragic. He, I know what he did was bad, I'm not absolving yes. him of that or anything, but just sad. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I like when a story can make me feel bad for the bad guy and then question myself and have to remember, like, you know, with Sopranos, I just always kept reminding myself, <laughs> Tony Soprano's a bad guy. Don't get too attached to him. He's a bad person. <laughs> I had to do this. I struggled really hard because I love Tony Soprano so much. And right. I was like, okay, you have to keep remembering X, Y, and Z, all these things that he <laughs> right. did. Yeah, yeah. A list of yes. all the stuff that they did. Yes, he is <laughs> not a, lot a of good characters man. Like that. A lot no, of characters. Well, like Walter White. Yeah. I, I struggled so much with Walter White. <laughs> I, I mean, to the end, it was terrible for me. I mourned so hard. <laughs> I'll shut up because maybe somebody hasn't um, yeah, watched. Yeah, yeah. But that was hard. It's hard to, um, <laughs> you know, anyway. Anyway, what's, that's it for my number five. That was a really good number five. A lot of emotion. I don't know where to go from there. I don't think I can (laughs) top that. (laughs) Um, Well, mine is is kind of short and sweet, and it's kind of uh, maybe a question statement. I'm I'm not sure. But um, when we talked about Sam being in Rendell's office, and he sees this picture of Keyhouse and he seems really fascinated by it. He, he has Dodge, you know, calling out to him. Um, and he's, you know, curious and asks Rendell about that. And he says, you know, it's a picture of his old family house. And, you know, he says it's for him to remember where he came from. And it makes me wonder, would any of this have happened if Rendell Locke had just not had the picture of Key House up on his wall? And... Maybe what the bigger message is in this damn story is to maybe leave your dark past in the past. <laughs> yeah. What did he say to, was it Tyler? He said something about the past that was the end of that story that only Tyler got. Yeah. Like your past will catch up to you or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I was like, you know, he... He seems to have so many regrets about his past, but yet he's got a picture of, of you know, a place that he left, never returned to, didn't want his family to go to, um, yet he's got it up there on his wall. And I don't know, maybe it was a reminder for him to not go back, like, to that, not so much to the physical place, but, like, to the um, emotional, maybe, or mental space, Mm. if there was something, some traumatic, and we know there was some traumatic events that happened, which are still, I think, unfolding that we're learning about. Um, But because he tells Sam, he's like, you know, hey, I screwed up a lot, you know, as a kid. I I know where you're coming from, and I understand, you know. Like, I beat this guy to death. Yeah, totally. And my my brother saw so i had to steal his memories exactly and then and use this magical key to bury those memories <laughs> exactly that so you know i don't know if, he, if if it's like a mental reminder for him to always you know kind of stay on a certain path or to keep him in check or something but it's like maybe it's a good thing to just leave that where it is um and you know i, I kind of have a problem a little bit with how rendell Locke at least for me, what I, I kind of see a little bit with him throughout the series so far is that he can't seem to separate his work from home. And it, it definitely makes Tyler's life a living hell. You know, it seems, yeah. you know, he's this guidance counselor and he seems to be full-time guidance counselor. Like, he he kind of crosses that line from father to guidance counselor a lot and definitely makes life hell for Tyler. And the fact that he had Tyler, you know like spy on Sam and report back, you know, when he asks him 
well, why don't you befriend him and, you know, gets his son involved in that. And then he, you know, has him report feedback on him and stuff. And it just, I had a problem with that. I mean, maybe there's more to it that we haven't seen yet, but I, I didn't like that so much. Yeah, I don't think there's more to it. I think he was, he just is proud of his son and thinks he would be a good influence on this kid. But I think it's out of line. Yeah, to do that, especially when you're having him report back and keeping it a secret from him. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one of the things that I felt critical of about this episode that, and we've mentioned it before, but I still find it a little unbelievable. Rendell would have that key house etching up <clears throat> given he seems to want to forget about key house and he seems to hate it. But he said to Sam, it reminds me where I came from, helps me appreciate where I am. So to me, that means he can look at that and appreciate that he's not there anymore. But I'm like, eh, do I really buy that? Like, I'm not going to go home and put up pictures of things from my past that I hate so I can feel grateful that I'm not there anymore. Cause that just remind it gives you a bad feeling, you know, if, yeah. you, if you really hate if it, if it's not good memories that you have, like it didn't sound like it was good memories. And then his brother yeah. Duncan kind of enforces that opinion too. Like, you know, Hey, it wasn't so great here, yeah. you know? And it's, it's like, like this well, kid beat me up in junior high. So I'm going to have his picture up on my wall. Right. Thankful that I don't know him anymore. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You said it a lot better than I could. I'm like, why would you have a rem- reminder? of that if it was so terrible i mean yeah i feel but like it's just it's just, it's a bit of a stretch but you know the whole point is so that dodge can talk to sam right yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway that likes to kind of short but that was my number five what kind of popped up um out okay me. what's your number okay four? Uh, it's more about sam it's uh the creepy and messed up stuff that he does and one was the grody pig dissection scene, mm. which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, just that when he gets to their house, this kid that killed these people's father is now casually hanging out before he even sees any of them, eating their food, looking at their stuff, puts on Tyler's clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I can't decide whether I like this guy's portrayal. I think I do, but. He seemed a little casual about the whole thing, and I thought maybe a little flat and maybe should have crazied it up a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe it's actually creepier to break into a house and threaten to kill people, but seem like it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Anyway, um, then later when uh, it's always in the back of my mind that he killed Rendell. So when he's pointing a gun at Nina and he says, tell me where the goddamn key is or I'm going to make it two for two for parents. Mm -hmm. It's just pretty chilling to think, oh shit. Yeah. They could lose their mom here too. And I was worried for them and that would be really tragic. And later he's pointing the gun at all of them and tells Tyler, I need the head key. You have three chances to give me the right answer. So that he kept talking about killing them and that was pretty messed up. Now, I had to shift into what if I was Sam mode and I was thinking you should like shoot one of them in the leg or something. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) They're, they're dicking you around. Um, and then the last thing I have in this one is that he ties them up and then he makes Turkey Tetrazzini for them, which I thought was really weird. Why would you feed them for one? And why would you make a spaghetti based dish and then give them spoons to eat it with while they're tied up? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seemed kind of sadistic 
<laughs> well, like, it couldn't have anything sharp, remember? You might stab him. <laughs> How are you going to eat spaghetti with a spoon? Very carefully. Anyway, that, that's, I'm sure you did some other messed up stuff, but that's what I had for that one. That was good. Yeah, a lot of lot of mess up. It was a little creepy though. I mean, I I, I was trying to figure out how he was trying to play it off, um, but it was just kind of weird how he just casually breaks in, you know, to the window and just steps in like he owns the place, walks to the kitchen, um, takes a bite out of a banana, and then puts it back in the fruit bowl. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, dude, hey, either well. you know, finish it off or throw it in the trash or something. It's just weird um and then creepily walks up the stairs and and then what i found kind of creepy too was that um you know he goes into tyler's closet and changes into his clothes he was wearing that same green plaid shirt that tyler wore when tyler goes to meet sam at his house and he knocks he meets his dad for the first time that's that same green plaid shirt that tyler wore in that scene that what Mm -hmm. that's what sam um put on uh, when he took the shirt out of his closet. So that was kind of creepy. Clearly Sam is still not quite over that relationship. Um, so that mm-hmm. was a little weird. Um, but yeah, kind of weird how he played all of that off. But I yeah. didn't find him as menacing. I think they were trying to make him seem a lot more menacing, but I'm with you. I mean, he seemed pretty malevolent with, you know, and I, it seems like he didn't intend to kill Rendell. Like that's how it kind of came off when they were fighting over the gun, when Rendell like grabbed the gun from him and it went off whether or not he intended to shoot him. Um, but he did kill the guard without yeah. much hesitation. Um, so he didn't come off very threatening, like you said, when he's, you know, confronting Nina and the kids and he keeps saying, you know, tell me what I want to know or, you know, yeah. I'm, you know, you're making me really mad. And it's like, you know, nobody's going to take you seriously. Shoot someone <laughs> if you're going to, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like that's another criticism is that given everything that was going on, we should have felt a lot more terrified than we did. I mean, there were times where I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. What if he shoots one of them? That would be really tragic. But for the most part, it just felt like you were watching a sitcom almost, or I don't know. It just wasn't as tense as, as I feel like it could have and should have been. Yeah. Like the second time that he threatened to harm someone and didn't go through with it. I I didn't take him seriously after that. I was like, every time he said it after that, I was like, you're not going to hurt anybody or you're not going to shoot anyone. So, yeah, and then when um, like uh, Kinsey tells him Tyler has the key, and they go, "Okay, we're gonna wait." Then, and then Tyler gets home, and Kinsey's like, "No, he doesn't have it. It's out in the woods." I'd be like, "Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to shoot one of you now." I mean, <laughs> he just kept buying whatever they were selling the whole time. I know, I know. Yeah, I didn't didn't feel threatened um, at all. So good points. Um, well, my number four is is something else kind of short, but I feel like it needed to be um, at least mentioned and and brought up because I feel like it could, it could get a little lost in everything else that we're talking about, and that was Tyler's absolution when mm, Sam yeah. told him that he didn't kill Rendell because of what he said in and I don't remember the exact episode, but it's the episode where they're both sitting outside of Rendell's office and. 
Tyler makes this offhand remark about, well, hey, you know, if, I'll kill your father for you if you kill mine for me. Um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing because I don't have the exact quote yeah. in front of me. But um, He said, if you ever do decide to kill your dad, do me a favor, kill mine while you're, while you're at it. Okay, thank totally you. Totally just joking around. Right. Which is, I mean, should be taken very seriously. I mean, it's kind of a, a serious thing to say, but I mean, kids... You know, I would say something anger. like that. Yeah, well, I'm not <laughs> saying a, I wouldn't. As but a it, joke. Yeah, as a joke, yeah. I totally get it. But I mean, and you know, when you think about it, if you really, really think about it, it should be you know, like, oh hell, do I you know really say that? Um, yeah. I but guess. it is. I have a dark humor, so I, I have like a, that all I have, the time. I have a dark humor too. <laughs> I do, and I that's why I do appreciate it, and why I didn't think too much of it when Tyler said it, but um, but it, well, it, the only reason to think something of it is because of how it was framed as he's saying it to the guy that we know killed his father. Right. <laughs> so, and it's Makes, in a TV show. So you're like, Oh crap. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's probably it too. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I probably, I mean, what teenager doesn't get pissed at their parents, you know, um, for, yeah. for one reason or another and, and either think it or speak something like that. So totally understandable where he's coming from. And I totally get it. And not saying that I probably haven't said that one. <laughs> in my own life but um i i I kind of liked how he had that guilt lifted from him um you know kind of hearing that because you you know that he's been carrying that with him a little bit so i'm kind of interested to see you know in in the next few episodes you know how how that's different for him and also he's also been pretty pissed at his dad with that memory that he and kenzie saw from duncan that looked like he was like beating someone to death and he seems to take that at face value um even though i feel like they should be questioning it a little bit more based on what we know about these magical keys that we some of them we still haven't seen yet like the gender key um or the identity key i guess it's the gender key in the comic sorry but the identity key um so i you know i i feel like it's going to be interesting to kind of see where he's at after after this has happened and he hears that information. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, last week last week we talked about all the things that were weighing on Tyler and there's a lot. Um this it was pretty clear in this episode this seemed like a really big one. So I wouldn't be surprised either way if this just really shifts things for him and he's got a different attitude or if it's just like, okay, that's one less thing weighing on me and you know, I'm still pretty stressed about all this other stuff. So I hope, I kind of hope it does change him. It did seem like that would be the point, but we'll see. Yeah. I feel like he's still got enough things to have to worry about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's still a lot going on. His dad's still dead and he's got, yeah, right. this crazy woman and she just took all the keys. So, right. But maybe it will help. Maybe it will help mom's him. He's now going to be drinking again and everything. Maybe it will. Yeah. Because they're going to have to probably deal with that now, which whatever repercussions are going to come from that, he's going to need some resolve to kind of deal with that so maybe it's good that he's gotten you know a little bit of resolution to you know mm. hit that guilt that he feels. i think that was a pretty big one yeah yeah he thought he thought he was kind of at fault for his dad dying and now he knows he has had nothing to do with it well it's interesting because <laughs> he thought okay i told sam to kill my father as a joke and then he did and so it's my fault and then he's like oh wait no he he had nothing to do that had nothing to do with it in fact sam didn't even remember i said that but on the other hand sam was really mad at us because my dad used me to uh, help help sam and spy on him and sam found that out and that's one of the reasons why he killed my dad so 
maybe that's just another, it's just substituting one fault for another. Right. But does he know that? I mean. Yeah, I think um, Sam spelled it out, I think. You guys lied to me. And then Tyler said, no, my dad pushed me to be your friend. But now I, you know, I really was your friend. But he knows that that's one of the reasons why Mm -hmm. Sam well, that was the main reason why, because Sam said it's all, if I, if Rendell was here today, I would tell them this is all his fault. It kind of is. He should have. I guess. <laughs> 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 yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> he didn't deserve to die, but um, I think he could have anyway. been a little bit more honest about things. Yeah. yeah. Forthcoming. Um, I have this house. Don't ever go there. Don't ever look for any <laughs> keys, you know, um, stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. That, that was my number four. What is your cool. number three? Is the lock kids tactics in dealing with this problem that's come up. Um, I think Kinsey and Bodie heard their mom scream or something or heard some commotion. They so, saw broken glass, I think, first before they yeah, heard anything. Yeah, and blood yeah. on the floor. Mm-hmm. But they knew they needed to go upstairs. And so he uses the ghost key. Bodie flies up there, sees... Sam had Nina at gunpoint and wanted the head key. So he told Bodie or Kinsey that that gave her time to hide her key, the head key in Sally, the whale, which she had identified earlier in the episode. I saw a second time through. Oh, it's Sally. I totally forgot about this. Um, I was thinking, why not use the music box key on Sam like right now? Yes. Thank you. That's I have that too. Thank you. I mean, Bodhi had already talked about, and that was his justification for exploring and using the keys as a way to fight the well lady. So anyway, um, Sam demands the head key and Bodhi holds up, I think the mirror key, right? And, and Sam takes it from him and Bodhi goes, you got what you want. Now try it. Cause he wants him to use the mirror key. I mm-hmm. think that's what that was. And that would have been really fun to see him use that. But then I guess it would have been, the episode would have been over. Right. (laughs) And then they're all tied up and Sam has his gun and Kinsey keeps insulting him. And, uh, like Sam's like, come on, how's Matheson? And she goes, how's the brain swelling, you know, from when she fractured your skull with a hammer. And, uh, I'm like, that's another example of her not having her fear is causing her to maybe not do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Although on the other hand, you can pretty much do anything with this kid and he won't do anything about it. So it didn't really seem to matter that she kept insulting him. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then the whole time poor Nina, she, she's like, what is that? What are you doing? What, you know what he's talking about? What is going on here? <laughs> like, it's funny because she's yes. like the Nancy Drew of the series, like tra- investigating the whole time. And yet everybody seems to know more than her and she's just confused about it all. Yes. Because she's an adult. And then, of course, when Kinsey said, uh, I buried the key out in the woods, it was pretty clear what she was up to, right? Well. Or what did you think when she said that? I mean, I... <laughs> So she wanted to get him out of the house and and when they get out there and she's digging, she sees the knife and picks up the knife. And if that was I mean, because did she know? I mean, I thought she I thought she thought she killed fear when she when she killed her when she thought she killed her fear. So she thought, okay, well, but it was moving around when she buried it, wasn't it? I didn't. 
I think I can't remember. So. I mean, when she said that, I thought what what I thought would happen was exactly what did end up happening, which is another thing I'm a little critical about. Like sometimes when things are projected too far out in advance. Um, and also it seemed unlikely, but now that you're mentioning that maybe it was the knife and then it just happened that her fear was still alive. So that was supposed to be a surprise. She looked a little surprised, like, Oh, Oh, it's it's moving. Either way, the way it went down, I thought was pretty great because you hear rustling around and then that zombie hand comes out, which I love. That was good and And creepy. Yeah. (laughs) And then (laughs) attacks him and that was pretty cool. Little walking Uh, dead in. He shot at it a few times and he was pretty close. So I thought, I don't know if he hit it or not, but maybe it doesn't matter. You know, maybe you can't kill it. I mean, it's an emotion. It's not really like (laughs) a living, breathing person with like a heartbeat or anything, is it? I mean, well, maybe, I don't know. It looked like when she stabbed it, it had blood on the knife. So, which that seems But apparently that didn't kill it though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then it ran, I think it ran off into the woods to terrorize mm-hmm. the town of Matheson or something. Yeah. Kenzie Sphere is just going to start leaping on people and beating the hell out of it's them. Go over to Scott's house. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I got a date. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Go to Gabe. Gabe likes you. Um, and then in the end, all these tactics, they end up failing pretty much because Dodge has, I think, all the keys except the ghost key. So whoops. Mm, and if they just had given the head key to Sam in the first place, they'd still have all the other ones, but then Sam would be alive, which they might think is a negative thing. I don't know. Is there another key that they still have? It looked like she had a bunch of them anyway. I think she had a yeah, bunch yeah. of them, but I think we're also maybe missing the key to the cabinet that Bodie oh, gave right, cuz Nina gave to Nina. We don't know where that's yeah. at, but we know Bodie gave it to Nina. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's cool. I mean, it's horrible, but it's great for the a great place for the story to be because I'm like, oh man, and, and uh, well, this is probably going into another point. Are you going to talk about um, what why Dodge wants the head head key? Yeah, I'm going to touch on point? it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, then that'll be it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good number three. That was a lot. Um, well. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about and and you've talked about it some too, and it's kind of the last act here in this episode, and that's kind of the stupid things that I want to talk about that really just kind of, it just upset me. So when when the locks really need to kind of get out of the situation, because everything is kind of going bananas, we have... Um, you know, Kinsey telling Sam that the head key, like you said, is buried out in the woods. Um, they, leave, you know, Sam uh, leaves Nina and Tyler tied to the chairs. And, you know, and he and Tyler needs to get loose because Kinsey has relayed to him that the head key's in the stuffed well. So they go out into the woods. That whole thing happens. We've talked about that. I, I honestly, I, I'm not sure what, if I'm 100% clear of what that was, because maybe she maybe she was going to go dig up her fear, but I thought it was mm-hmm. to get to a knife, like, she, like one, to get loose, because Sam was not letting them loose, right? They're in, they're tied, they're all tied up in chairs. So they need somehow to get out of the chairs. So maybe that was, you know, her goal is to get out of the chairs, yeah. get to a weapon and kind of distract I, him, yeah. maybe. Now that you're talking about it, I do think, well, it's weird because 
I don't know if they made it super clear to us that that knife was there. What 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 stands out in my mind that's buried out in the woods? Yes, is her fear. So when she said that, that was the first thing I thought of. Me too. But then now when she goes out there and she gets the knife. I think, yeah, maybe that was her intention. And then it surprised the fear still alive. So, right. I was confused. So, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't know if it was super clear to us, but just kind of how mm-hmm. it played out. That's how I'm just kind of, kind of running with it. Sure. In the meantime, you know, Tyler then decides to, you know, use the old smash a wooden chair to pieces, you know, to escape and which kind of makes Sam stupid for thinking that, you know, his prisoners aren't going to be able to get out of, you know, the, you know, be able to just fall and break a wooden chair um, to be able to get out. And then, you know, he's still, um, and then all these opportunities that they have to grab Sam's gun and no one grabs the gun made me insane. Because um, <laughs> I was like, get this gun away from him. Even if, I mean, I'm not saying it's so easy just to shoot someone, but at least get the gun away. Kick it away if you have to. Kick it across the floor or something. Get it away from him. You know, take that threat away. Um, and then when they all end up in the, um, what is it, the winter study, I guess where all this ends up happening when they all come, um, or well, uh, Kinsey and Bodie are not in there yet, but um, there's Sam is is yelling at Tyler and Nina's yelling just kind of all over the place. Um, and when they do get the gun from Sam and Nina is pointing it at Sam, she gets so damn distracted by what's happening with like the head key that she takes the gun off of Sam and she's kind of yelling at Tyler about what the hell is this door and what's happening. And then she goes over and tries to open like the door. And then that leaves Sam open to go take the head key out of the back of his head. Um, And I'm just, I'm, I'm like yelling the whole time. I mean, this is like one of the huge, it's like such a huge mistake that leads to their downfall. And it's just so unacceptable mm. to me that this whole chain of events and all these opportunities and dumb things I feel. I know these are kind of extreme circumstances and people act strange in extreme circumstances. Um, so I was trying to account for that, but I was still just so angry that common sense just seems to be thrown out the window. Um and Apparently they left their front door unlocked too because Dodge just walked right through. She just yeah, and then she, so when when Sam then gets the the head key, and then here comes you know Dodge with a couple karate chops, you know taking taking everyone down, and then has that confrontation with Sam, ends up murdering him, gets all. And the apparently keys. yeah, I mean she 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 hit Tyler and she hit uh, who'd she hit Nina. Bodie? Nina, mm-hmm. Nina. And well, Tyler is the, the main one. Like, apparently she can hurt them. So it made me wonder, why didn't she just punch Bodie out earlier when she was trying to get the key? Not that I advocate punching little boys out, but, you know, we learned this episode that she can <laughs> you, harm them. Have you been quarantined with your, your boys too long? That you've <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? Like it seemed before like Bodie was safe from her out in the cemetery, uh, you know, alone with her. I mean, she yeah. could have just knocked him out and taken what she wanted. Well, and, seems like. and when Tyler was in the truck with her and he discovers the anywhere key and he's like looking at her and as the, the you know, buttons start to kind of click for him and he realizes who she really is, you know, they're in a they're in a 
truck. Why couldn't she just reach over and punch him in the face then or something or take <laughs> him out? And, you know, when she's like, you know, hey, give me that key, you know, thanks. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for finding my key. Give it here. Um, and when he doesn't, she could have, I think, punched him then and then taken the key um, and, and doesn't. So, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I just I had an issue with with a lot of that because now Dodge has all of the keys except for the ghost key, which seems to just be hanging out there in the door. Um, it's left in the keyhole there of the ghost door. Um, so she doesn't have the ghost key. She doesn't have the door to the cabinet, which I think is um, I don't know that we have a name for that yet. I know it looks kind of like has like that med- medical symbol on it. Um so she doesn't have that, but she has all of the other ones now. So it just had a lot of problems with a lot of that and a lot of just stupid moves that just didn't make sense. And I don't know. I, I, I know that kids are kids and I try to sometimes excuse away some of their behavior because, oh yeah, well, we have to remember that they're kids. But I feel like if I have to do that for every single scene, then it just makes me tired. Um have to yeah. do to have to do that and just this episode has had for me Make a lot of excuses yeah, yeah. i just had issues <laughs> with that because there was a lot of a lot of stupid <clears throat> actions that just didn't make sense to me so that that was some of my big issues with the episode <clears throat> all right my number two is that moment you mentioned with tyler and dodge in the in the ford yeah they're making out he she's trying to convince him the night is young, you know, I know a bar and I assume that her plan is to get him attached to her. That seems to be her playbook. She got Sam to be attached to her, not the same way, but she just decides her tactic based on the person that she's targeting. So with him, she just trying to be his girlfriend. Right. And then she can manipulate him. That's how I took it. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, he happens to find that anywhere key, which is a bit of a slip on her part that I'm not sure I believe that she would just let someone be able to take it like that. But, uh, you know, put it in your purse or something. I don't know. Well, maybe she was just so in the moment after her and Tyler had just done the deed that she was just totally forgetful that the key was in her jacket pocket. (laughs) I guess. So, but when he found it, he's holding it and he's like looking at it. And he's looking at her. His mouth is open. He's astonished. She tries to keep her composure. Can you give that back, please? And he's like, what? This key? And then she's like, give it back now, Tyler. And he's like, why don't you just take it from me? And then <laughs> then she goes, ah, like that. <laughs> and so that moment for me was the my favorite moment of the whole episode. It was really effective the way that they played it with the pausing and the tension building and then her just laugh. And right after they had been making out, you know, like I hate when you're making out in a truck and it turns bad like that. It's never good. Never good. <laughs> I, I wish I could eliminate all those memories. Yeah. <laughs> So that that was pretty great. And then he ran away frantically. And uh, I remember seeing that liquor store because he almost went through that door mm-hmm. earlier and she caught him right before he was about to go in because she already had her alcohol. So this time he's like, key house, key house. And he opens the door and goes through. Like, that was a pretty cool sequence. And then she runs through and it's just the liquor store. And she's like, damn it. Yeah, that was <laughs> really good. good. Sequence. I did like that sequence, too. I really like that moment mm-hmm. when it starts to, you know, 
that light bulb moment for him when he's like, yeah. you know, why don't you just take it from me? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <clears throat> um, was that all of your number two? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I didn't want to get started on mine if if you had something else to say. That was that was really good and yeah, a good moment as well. I I enjoyed that little sequence. Um, I want to talk a little bit more now about Dodge and you know we already know that she took advantage of C- Sam's weakened mind. Um, but then he's after he he comes looking for the head key and of all the keys that they have now that that's the one that she wants and we know that she had before visited one of the remaining um uh kids of the group of Rendell Lock oh, and his friends. Oh, that's where she's doing. Yes. Yes. Is that what you were is that what you wanted to that. talk about? Why she wanted that head key? No, I mean oh. we know yeah, I mean we know that she said her Sam said she wants to go into someone's head to figure out how to get through the black door, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who the person was. I just didn't occur to me because I'm dumb. No, well, there's <laughs> it's obviously Aaron in the mental hospital. Well, and I think that she wanted Rendell just she, like she wanted to get the information from Rendell because Rendell probably knew and yeah. that didn't work out. So and that was when the whole mess with Sam happened and Sam inadvertently killed Rendell. So Rendell's gone. She can't get the information from Rendell. Well, who's left? Mark Cho killed himself with the matchstick key early on in the episode because she went looking for him too and he was gone. So then who's left? Aaron Voss and now Ellie are yeah. the only ones left. But when when um, Dodge was with Aaron, she said something like, Oh, well, I'm going to have to go in get... there. Like, or like she yeah, pointed and yeah, put her right, finger on, on right. like her forehead. So yeah. It's pretty clear that that's yeah why she wants that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me means that she, you know, that's, but I'm wondering why she d- doesn't try to get to Ellie. Why does, I mean, I feel like Ellie would know too, yeah. right? I feel like all yeah, these kids that were a part of this group would would have that information. And, you know, would it, is it Aaron or is it Ellie? Is it both? Or is it just because yeah. it's Aaron's more vulnerable? Maybe because she's in that, you know, mental institution and no one would really pay any attention to what happened to her. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, she might be easier to get to, but imagine that you're in this mental hospital visiting your grandma or something and you see this woman come in to visit another woman and all of a sudden there's two of them and there's this door in the middle of nowhere. You might get a little suspicious. Might get a little <laughs> so suspicious. It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Yeah. Well, I think clearly she'd have to probably do it in the privacy of her room or wheel her down yeah, the hall somewhere. Something. She's already yeah. established that, oh, we're old friends, you know, mm. because she was, remember how she was clipping her nails Cutting and her nails, acting like, yeah. you know, she was a caregiver or someone that cared about her. So she's already kind of trying to lay the groundwork of, it's okay mm. that I'm here. I'm a friend. And so if, and if the she's, nurse is like, she looks terrified, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's something different about her today. She looks yeah. her hair standing up. That's yeah. weird. Oh well. Oh well. Take your pill. Um, yeah. But um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, and um, and and we do know that she's looking for information how to get to the black door, and and I think she's going to be visiting Aaron next yeah so and and but that is another piece of new piece of information that I don't think we knew before that Dodge wants to get through that black door 
yeah so what the hell is that thing you know mm. and what's what's hell there? yeah there's this glowing bright light we certainly mm. didn't see anything and i don't think kinsey when we, she, you know tried to look the there omega fraternity party party time it's the ultimate yeah, ultimate frat she's obviously party. a partier she likes parties she likes high school <laughs> parties and she likes going to bars and and handing out <laughs> alcohol to party. underage <laughs> kids <laughs> now it's time to move on to frat parties yeah <laughs> anyway that's my number two what's your by number? the way oh, what? i was typing uh where was it i was typing um out uh my notes on the exactly this you know what why why does she want the head key and as i was typing it i accidentally pressed like the option key or something on my keyboard mm -hmm. and the omega symbol appeared on shut my screen <laughs> i typed the omega symbol i was like shut up how do you do that how do you do that i don't know i i can't even figure out how i did it i think i could probably look it up but it, do that and then send it to creep me. me out a little bit. I want to do that. That's <laughs> okay. that's a little creepy. <laughs> right. Hmm. That was that was interesting. You, are, you better check your pictures for some sexy hot lady talking to you through, <laughs> through the pictures. I need to change my screen, my uh, background wallpaper to the key house. Oof, creepy. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's going to be talking to you through the the, the well house. As long as she tells me I'm special. Yes. Well, don't believe her. She'll, <laughs> okay. She's full of lies. <clears throat> anyway, what's your number one? Things I felt critical of, which I think we've actually covered most of them. I wasn't sure about Sam and his portrayal because I thought he should have seemed more threatening. And also his story was a bit stereotypical, although I did feel for him at times for sure. Um, the music at times in this series, it works well when it's supposed to be kind of a wonder of discovery kind of thing. But when it's supposed to be tense and dangerous, it just kills it for me. And mm -hmm. I was really, really noticing it. And I really want to write to the showrunners and just plead with them to change the music uh, for season two, if it ever comes out. I mean, I think even the guy who scored it, he's very talented. Mm -hmm. So if they just gave him a different direction for it, he could probably do fine. But they just need to tell him to make it less Disney-fied, make it more eerie and tense, in my opinion. I agree. But that song that they played, and I, I, I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of information. I'm sure I can find it if I go look for it. The song that they played those last five minutes after Sam had been stabbed and all of that's playing mm -hmm. out, I liked that. That song was good and that was appropriate, I think, for yeah. what was happening in that moment. The pop songs that they're playing, that's what you're talking about, right? Yes. Just existing yes. pop music. It has been pretty good, especially when they're playing something during the romantic scenes between either Kinsey and Scott or Tyler and Jackie. I, I'm really feeling that. So, I mean, it feels a bit young for me, a lot of it. I've never heard these songs before, but they <laughs> it really fits the mood. So I'm liking right. that. It's more the musical score that I'm talking about, the Harry Potter kind of thing. Right. Oh, I agree. I agree with what you say there. But those those have yeah. been hits for me. And then, yeah, what you're saying have also been misses for me, too. I agree. Mm -hmm. They need a little bit better direction with the music. Um, about kind of ridiculous that Sam tr kept trusting Kinsey. Yeah, we already talked about that. Unbelievable that Rendell would have... A picture of key house we talked about and then mom taking a drink now when i first saw that scene first viewing i thought oh that's an interesting development um 
that's too bad, but it's drama for the show. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But, uh, second watch, I was sort of like, well, she's been through so much. Her husband died and she had to move and all this. And now she has this run in with the guy who killed her husband, but he died. So it seems like that would actually lift a weight off your shoulders and it wouldn't be a time where you felt like extra stressed and would ruin all your time of sobriety by taking a drink. I guess, you know, explanations for these things aren't always straightforward. Uh, so there's that, but I just felt like it was a bit of a weird time for her to suddenly take a drink when everybody's home safe and the threat has been removed as far as she knows. Yeah. I, I see that. I, I don't know. And that's actually my number one specifically is Nina off the wagon. So I'll just kind of chime in. Um, yeah. I, I kind of agree. My first thought was like, are you kidding me? After all that's happened, this is what takes her over the edge, you know, because she, you know, you would think that she would have maybe already caved and, you know, when, when she lost Rendall and, you know, kind of yeah. dealing. If one of her kids had gotten hurt or something, yeah, then I could understand it. Or if Sam was still out on the loose or something. But- right. It seems like it's all wrapped up pretty nicely for for her as far as she knows. Right. Well, and I'm wondering, though, how... Because they say that adults can't remember the magic. And and maybe instantly after when Sam took the head key out of his head and it dropped, like, she forgot, like, immediately or something, like she did with the mirror key, how that seemed to be pretty instant when she exited the mirror key. It was, like, immediately forgotten. Um, yeah. And any mention of any type of magic or anything, just instantly, she's like, what are you talking about? Um, mm-hmm. So I don't or know. Duncan with the memories. Right. Like, in- instantly, as soon as it's out of his hands, he's kind of like, wait, what are you sorry for? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't quite get that clearly. I mean, she, she, when they're outside, you know, she's just more focused on Sam, like, Oh, he's inside. And she's really shaken up. Cause she's worried about Kinsey. She's worried about Bodie. They were still out in the woods. Um, and then they appear and then, yeah, you're right. I mean, everything, I mean, yeah, it was still a really traumatic experience to be confronted with the, the person that threatened or is threatening you, threatening your kids has killed your husband. Um, but yeah, once that threat's been eliminated, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could maybe Mm. say, and this is stretching it a little bit, but if she felt like she had to be vigilant because she knew her husband's killer was out there, but then now that he's dead, she doesn't have to um, try so hard anymore and she just kind of breaks down and has a drink. could have been something like that. Yeah. I mean, I... I can't imagine, um, I can't speak from experience as far as struggling with an addiction like that. So, I mean, I guess everybody yeah, has their, me neither. you know, everybody has their point, I guess, if, you know, um, maybe this was just a breaking point for her. You know, I think mm-hmm. everyone kind of right. gets to that point and um, has to make that choice when they, you know, fall back to that again. So, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it, it, in one way it kind of made sense because of everything that happened. But I thought, well, cause I thought, well, it's the magic thing that kind of th- like really rocked her world. But then as soon as it was over, she probably forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So then everything else, if you put everything else together, like you said, everything, you know, while stressful and, you know, a, a traumatic experience, everyone ended up at the end of the day. Okay. Like everybody was okay. Nobody, was shot or killed or injured other than when Dodge bitch slapped them. Um, 
maybe that's what she's then worried about is yeah, Dodge, maybe yeah. maybe she sees her, her as a threat now and that she's yeah. you know a threat now to the family or something so I don't know but yeah I, that makes sense when you say that now hmm I don't know. I'm going to have to ponder on that for a little bit. Um, you, I'm still sitting here just kind of thinking about it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You got to stop thinking about it. You got to start talking here. <laughs> think think about it later. Um, do you, is there anything else you want to say about your number one? Nope. Do you have any notes? Yeah, let's see. Last week, I think one of the listeners mentioned that Sam seemed to get across the country real fast after escaping the mental or the jail and ending up at key house. Yeah. But in this episode, Bodhi says, how did you get out? Sam says there was a small fire and then a friend helped me get here. So I assume that means that Dodge helped him with the anywhere key. Maybe I don't, I guess I can't assume that, but I think it's a possibility the way it was phrased. Mm-hmm. Um, although I then think, well, why not come through a door in key house or closer to key house? But that's just so we could have that dramatic shot of him walking up the driveway, I guess. Yeah, that was effective and I think helped. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I like the exchange when Bodhi said he was about to use the ghost key and he said, just don't freak out when you see my body. Okay. And she goes, what happens to your body? I don't know. It just kind of looks weird. Like what? Like a sock without a foot in it, mm. or like I'm dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, that, I thought it was a nice imagery, the sock without a foot, and also just smart of him to realize that she might freak out. Um, he's just a really thoughtful kid. Although I, d- well, I also was thinking, your mom may be being killed right now. You guys need to hurry it up. <laughs> right. Like, do do something. Um, I also thought it was kind of funny when Bodie said to Sam, did well lady send you? And he's like, well, lady, <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Oh. And, uh, yeah, is that it? Um, yeah, that's all I got. We talked about everything else. Well, I think we talked a lot about my notes, but again, we were talking earlier about, the ghost key and, and how that was working. So when Bodie was talking to Kinsey about that and he's like, you know, like you said, Oh, don't freak out. My body might look a little bit weird. And he said, and then he says, no matter what, don't close the door. Oh yeah. And so I don't know how he would know that, but maybe he's just being careful. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know how he would know that either. So, but he, that's what he tells her. And then he goes outside and he is able he doesn't know that he's going to be able to because you can kind of look how on his face he's kind of like bracing himself like and you know if he's not able to go through the wall so he's able to go through the wall um and and get to the room where he sees uh sam holding a gun to his mom and then so later when sam uses the the goat or he goes through the ghost door um and then they shut the door and he can't it's like he can't get through but can, is that the only way to get back to his body is through the ghost door? Because he could just go through the wall, like right next to the door. Yeah, I think it is. I so, think when you go through the doorway, that's when your body separates. And there's and no, and like you can't. The same doorway. That's what I, I thought. Like yeah. you can't, like, like you can go through the wall, but you can't enter your body. 
you have to go back yeah, through the yeah. ghost door to get think so, back yeah. to your body. So that's where I was. I was like, okay, well, how did, how does this thing work? Because you know, we, Bodhi can go through walls. You're a ghost. Why doesn't Sam just go through the wall? But if you go through the wall, does that mean you can't enter your body? You have to enter back through the ghost door to be able to enter your body. Um, so I don't know. Um, and I guess maybe that ghost door. I mean, clearly, I guess has magical properties because it's like that portal that allows you to enter that door or or whatever that makes you a ghost whatever magical properties it is um that that make that happen that that's the only way that you can get back to your body i don't know i was just really confused i was like okay i i don't know how this works and maybe that'll be explained to us later and maybe it won't maybe that's just part of the mystery but um anyway that was in my notes and then i i had the keys listed and who like or at least the keys that we know of and who has them um so the anywhere key Dodge has uh, that one, the mirror key, the head key, the music box key, but she doesn't have the music box. So which mm, seems kind of true. ineffective, maybe, um, because yeah. it seems like one doesn't work without the other, but she has the key. Um, she has the flower key, the fire key, the ghost key was stuck in the door. Um, so it's still mm. in possession um, of lock house. Um, the key to the cabinet. Um, Nina put this up somewhere. We don't know where it is or exactly what it does just yet. The well key that Ellie has, um, we're not quite sure if she still is in possession of it or if she left it on the ledge of the well when she was um, when she used it to go into the well house and then she was calling for Lucas down mm-hmm. in the well. Um, yeah, there's, that just might be a regular key, right? It, or, it could be, but I, I, it had a very I distinct... Think it's a magic key. I mean, to me, it seemed very distinct, and they made a point to really kind of show the key like it was... The design. Yeah. Yeah, all the fancy keys, I think, are supposed to be magic. Yeah, so, I mean, if that's the only thing that it does, it seems like that is just... Okay, so it opens the key to the well house. Big deal. What's, I don't know if that's its only purpose or... Um, exactly what but it seemed they they seem to make a point about it anyway and and kind of point that out so i don't know if she's still in possession of it or if she left it there and then there's the um identity key which we we don't know where it is or if that's what maybe ellie was looking for in the basement um but that's 10 keys anyway so far that we know of yeah i mean if her ultimate goal is to get to this black door she may not need to use very many of those, but what we have three more episodes left. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So there's still yeah. time to unwrap some of what's going on. Right on. Yeah. All right. I can't, I mean, I'm always excited for lock and key podcast day. <laughs> a, because I like to do the podcast and B, because then I get to watch the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hurry up and record this thing so I can go watch the next one. Can we please wrap this up? Is that a message? Uh, that's that not what here? I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying I'm excited to watch the next one. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to say before we move on? No. All right. Um, again, I don't have any news this week. I'm sure I'll have some news once we've wrapped and I don't get spoiled anymore. Still no news yet about season two. Um, yeah, I feel like if there was going to be by this time... They probably are on hold with everything, given that all Netflix productions are on hold right now because of the coronavirus. Yeah, I feel like they're not going to really be talking about um, any type of release or moving forward with anything because of everything getting pushed back. I think I heard somewhere, and this is not related to Lock and Key, but just talking about um, Netflix productions being pushed back. I believe it um, 
we still don't have a date yet. There was never a date set. And now that um, production was halted on Stranger Things season four in February when they stopped production for a while due to current events, um, I think David Harbour said um, he was doing some like live Instagram stories or something. And he kind of mentioned that he thought it was slated to be released early 2021. And then production halted and everybody was kind of sent home um, due to current events. So now he's like, looks like that might get pushed back further. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Mm. You know, so now I got to start putting things on my calendar and figuring out when that's um, coming back. Figure it's going to be a couple months before we really hear anything about that and may not even hear anything about um, Lock and Key season two for a bit. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, but that will actually. I hope they have like British Bake Off social distancing <laughs> don't they okay so except for when they're up at the like when they present their items um up to paul um and oh goodness um oh goodness what's paul prue, and prue thank you sorry mm-hmm. oh, it's been a minute since i've watched it um I, I watched it so quickly um you know i feel like that's about the only time because their their baking stations are all fairly far apart and <laughs> yeah it should be fine yeah <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot wait for that show to come back. That's I feel like that's what we need in the world. The world is so gl- glum right now that that is like what we need is a bright spot in our world is a yeah. new season of British Bake Off. So if anybody has... They can all wear hazmat suits. Yeah. <laughs> it can be... It can, that might be a bit glum too. I can, Did you know Noel Field... Not to get too much into it, but... Um, Oh, you knew this. Uh, what's the girl's I, name? I, Sa- Sandy? Yeah, Sandy left. She left. I know because yeah, I posted sad. it in the Facebook group. There's this, uh, yeah, other comedian guy coming in. Yeah. I don't know. But I still like Noel. So he's, he, I really like him. He, he, he. Me too. Pulls my heartstrings. I would have been sadder if he left. I know. I like him because he's got that um, little bit of a dark humor to him too. And he's kind of got that goth thing going and it, i totally dig it so yeah that's what we need yeah. in the world though. that would make me feel better right now with all all things you know if i had a, another season of british bake-off to binge right now while i'm stuck at home wait why do i see our download numbers going down suddenly like people are starting to listen to other podcasts because i have this tool that lets me see if you're talking about something that no one cares about they stop subscribing <laughs> <laughs> i'll just edit it out later okay I'm just so kidding. that's a nice I, don't, I wonder how many people are into that nice little segue you and i have talked about doing a podcast on it or podcasting about british bake-off on this podcast that'd be kind of fun it would be strange mm-hmm. indeed which mm-hmm. would be appropriate wouldn't it i don't know mm-hmm. well that's a nice way of telling me to move on and stop talking <laughs> off subject um so let's go into the listener feedback portion of our podcast, and it's time for listener responses. And the first one that we have is from our listener, Karen She, She says, best episode of the season for me. It was tense AF, and yet some part of me wishes that Sam didn't have to die or stay a ghost forever. The episode did a great job of making him psychotic and threatening, but then humanizing him. I'm glad they brought back Kinsey's fear at the end for the clutch. Yeah, Doug Fick says, something tells me that fetal pig was not the first dissection done by Lesser, (laughs) as I'm sure was heard on the news after he shot Rendell. He was a quiet boy, kept to himself, so no one heard the glass break when he entered the house. Nina didn't hear it, but heard the door creak. 
glad Lester had that bandana. I hear most psychotics are potassium deficient. (laughs) (laughs) I liked his backstory, but could his dad be any more over the top? Yeah, totally over Mm -hmm. the top. I'm surprised he didn't kill a bunny as well. However, kudos to Kinsey for throwing Lester off his game with her lack of fear and getting under skin. She has redeemed herself from being such a turd in the previous episode. Dodge or smoking hot well lady. Am I right, Jason? So careless with the anywhere key. Yes. And yes, probably a plot point to get Tyler to the house quickly. Cool effect with, yeah, cool effect with Dodge or, S H W L something something well lady in the painting again. Oh, what, what is that? S H anyways, again, big ups to Kinsey to lead lesser outside and to his fear. But why does it attack lesser? Shouldn't your fear attack yourself? And now where is it? I assume Kinsey still doesn't have it. Yeah. It ran off into the woods. I think lesser could have played more of a role that, that just this episode as he was one of the catalysts to the start of the story. But after hearing a comic talk last week and what he did behind the scenes to get to key house, I thought his turning from deranged killer to lonely misunderstood youth was a little weak overall a good episode. And we all knew Nina was going to hit the bottle. Was it me or when Dodge left the house, the door opened to Ellie's. Mm. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice it either. Yeah, I I wasn't sure where it was. Now I wonder if it was Aaron's, you know, but um, Mm. maybe it was Ellie's. Maybe maybe we were wrong about where she's going next. Uh, He continues, looking forward to next week and whatever the future holds for Strange Indeed. Um, SHWL was smoking hot well lady by the way got it yeah um well you know and he was talking about kenzie's fear and how it attacks how it attacks sam and wouldn't it attack her instead but you know when they went into her head and they were just like what her or her and tyler went walking around her head when she used it the her fear attacked tyler and not her yeah so it just attacks indiscriminately it seems like yeah i don't think it's very mindful it's just like he was an easy target and um, yeah so yeah, that was great, Doug. Um, yeah, I guess you could sort of rationalize that as far as it, it, it seems like, like I was saying before when I talked about this manifestation of fear, the reason why it's so aggressive is because it's like a manifestation of being backed against a corner. And so you're in fight mode, fight or flight, but this in this case, fight. So you just attack anything that's near you. Right. And it's pure fear. It's not balanced by any other emotions or it's just, mm-hmm. it's all... A hundred percent fear. Everything is a threat. Yeah. So, and it's not balanced out by anything else. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Next one we have is from Lindsay Schlicht. She says, great episode. Finally felt more adult rather than young adult. Even though I doubted anyone was really at risk, I felt tension the whole episode, especially with Kinsey's mouth. I'm <laughs> surprised she didn't get the entire family shot. I agree, Lindsay. Um, she goes on, I'm confused about the part with Kinsey's fear. Did Kinsey dig it up and that's how it got loose? Then why did yes. then why did her hand come up from the leaves? Why did the fear creature attack Sam? I think her hand came up because she dug far enough down that that then it was less distance for it to go. That's what I got. Mm, Okay. Um, And then why did the... Although there were leaves, so I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. That's okay. Um, Why did the fear creature attack Sam? And why did it run away? 
because it was being shot at, uh, felt a little like convenient storytelling. The last 10 minutes of this episode was fantastic. I'm so glad Tyler was relieved of his guilt. Sam became a bit of a sympathetic character and what a dark end for him where he might have survived if it weren't for the cop closing the ghost door. Closing the episode with Nina drinking was so sad. I wonder how it will affect the rest of the story. Thank you guys for continuing the podcast. We need the fun stuff more than ever. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. Yay. It's like, yeah, it was so sad. This woman's an alcoholic and there's a dead kid now. But we need this fun stuff. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you mean, though. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Lindsay. Maria Lawson says, oh, Sam, poor abused and manipulated Sam. I genuinely felt bad for him. Will he haunt the lock house forever? I kind of think he might, but we'll see. Tyler and Sam together when Sam was in the head key was great work by both actors. At least we know that Dodge is only prohibited from taking keys from the Locke family now. I caught myself rolling eyes at Nina more than once this episode. I was with Sam when he was telling her to shut up. Kinsey's quick thinking made her the real hero of the night, but is her fear just out running around town now? Yes. Did Dodge end up with all their keys except the ghost key? Thanks again for keeping up with the podcast while I spend my days social distancing inside with my husband and four kids. I truly appreciate the escape from this loony bin. Oh. (laughs) Hope you have some iPads. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. iPads are something to help keep the little ones busy. Oh, that's really nice, Maria. Thank you for those nice words. Um, Pake Allen says, holy shit, what an episode. They started the episode off by really showing what kind of horrible monster Sam really is, who takes one bite out of a banana and puts it back in the fruit bowl. <laughs> Thanks, Pake. We're on the same page. <laughs> oh, what a psychopath. Um, all kidding aside, I actually felt really bad for Sam. Got a little choked up at the end seeing his ghostly form, realizing how badly he fucked up. Very intrigued to see where the rest of the season goes. Dodge has all the keys aside from the ghost key, right? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know if everyone who wrote in, but I can tell at least Peg and I assume probably most people are waiting along with us. Yes. It's a nice, it's kind of nice of a nice feeling to have people just, we're all watching it together. Yeah. I, I can't remember who else. I know I've talked to Peg, um separately and he- Steve and- I think Greg. Yeah, Steve is too. Steve, Greg, and Peg, I know for sure. Yeah, you're right. I've talked to them separately, and they said that they are watching week to week with us. Um, there might be a few others out there. I, I love that. I, I just feel like this community, and it's just nice having this togetherness and having something, um, especially where everything feels, everyone feels kind of separate from each other. That it's yeah. have this thing that brings us together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. Cool. Um, no emails this week, but we do have a couple of calls. Um, our first one is from our good friend, Greg Schwamm. Hey, Rima and Jason. This is about uh, dissection um, for Locking Key Episode 7. And just I just the key thing for me, and maybe you guys will address it, but uh, that song at the end of the movie, episode, whatever, um, when... Sam's kind of floating around and then Nita finds the liquor and kind of falls off the wagon. I had to look it up because it, it affected me enough. Uh, it's a band called Flora cash and it's called somebody else and the lyrics. And I, I watched it with subtitles and like the, the kind of haunting tone 
of the song was enough, but then the words really kind of rung true to the episode. Uh, Sam made me feel bad enough for him, but then he was enough of an asshole to, to make me kind of fall off that uh, pretty quickly. And uh, I'm sure you guys will explore the rest of it, but this, this story arc was so good and uh, can't wait to listen to the podcast and watch the next episode. See you guys later. Bye. Cool. He liked the song too. Yeah. That, that really stood out to me. I, I know that you've mentioned before some of the, the music, like the pop music and stuff that they play during some scenes, you know, kind of hit true for you. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I agree, but man, this one, this one got to me something like Greg and Greg said it really well. It was very haunting. And maybe that's why it stuck out to me so much. And again, I didn't look it up, but um, I'll have to reach out to Greg and have him send that to me. Um, and, and yeah, the lyrics, just the tone um, was, was just fit with that moment. Anyway, really good. Thank you, Greg. Awesome, as always. Uh, we have another phone call um, from our good friend, Steve Brown. Like a sock with no foot in it, or like I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason and Rima, this is Steve. Uh, this is for dissection. Uh, did did Bodie use that line before in the sh- in the the show or was that just in the comic because i think it was in the comic too where he's like like a sock with no foot in it and i always thought it was a really interesting uh, d- way of describing the whole ghost key thing but uh uh just a top five that there's number one my quote from uh, uh Bodie there uh number two uh love the reveal from dodge that only the locks are the only ones that she can't take the keys away from and uh, so I thought that was kind of, that was interesting we kind of had that question before uh, there number three um, so what keys does Dodge actually have now we saw on the table the music box key the flower key and was that the mirror key that other key that looked like it had like a, a its own keyhole in it or did I miss something I'm, I'm not sure um, what uh, what was there uh, so what keys does Dodge have now? And uh, number four, where's Kinsey's fear? Is it just running amok out there in the world? Uh, I, we need to know this. And uh, number five, just really interesting. Did Sam seem like he was almost like not crazy when he was out of his head? And it seemed like, cause he was like having that moment with Tyler where he was hugging him and he was like, you know, I'm sorry for what I did and, and all that. So uh, just a, a really great episode. I can't believe that there's only what three left for, it was that, that was, this is seven. So eight, nine and 10, three left, man, I'm going to miss this show. Hopefully we'll be back. Uh, talk to you later. Mm. So we answered most of that, right? Yeah, I, I mentioned Thanks. all the keys and which ones Dodge has. And um, I think you said uh, Kinsey Spear was on its way to Scott's house. So I think we answered <laughs> that. <laughs> that was great, Steve. Thank you so much, as always. And thank you, everyone, um, taking the time to leave feedback. Still some really great, strong feedback. Sometimes, folks, you know, when we get to um, kind of the back half of a Netflix show, because so many folks binge it and understandably so but so many folks binge it and they kind of drop off while we're still hanging on watching week to week some of that feedback starts to kind of drop off a little bit but it's been staying really strong so i appreciate everyone 
um, taking the time to to continue leaving feedback. And maybe it's because we have nothing else to do because we're all quarantined. And <laughs> so mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I'll go leave some feedback. I don't know. But either way, um, thanks, guys. It's been really great. And I appreciate it. Um, so the next part of our podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the comic. Um, so if you guys don't want to hear about the comic, don't want to maybe be spoiled on anything from the comic, maybe you're reading it, um, then feel free to skip ahead. But we're going to talk about it um, in three, two, one. So do you have any um, initial thoughts, Any anything that relates to the comics uh, from this episode or anything that stands out for you? It's a it's a pretty big blank spot in my mind at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and read those again after we're done watching the series, the season. But um, I do just what stands out the most is that I think when we meet Nina, she's already, as we've talked about before, uh, totally drunk most of the time. Yes. And just pretty much out of commission. And I wonder now that if she's headed towards that now that she's had a drink. And also I think I I feel like I know people have been critical of Nina, but I've actually kind of enjoyed her role. And I think it's actually good that we got to know her before drinking. So if there's a big change, it'll be really like stark, you know, apparent and everything, how she used to be versus how she is now. That'll be more impactful. Right. Yeah, there's um, she is already drinking way earlier um, in the story. Like when we meet her, she's already already drinking. So the, they're kind of shifting the timing of that a little bit. Um, and did you did you see the mug that she used when she was? It was the drink? mug that right. Randall gave. Yeah, her, the yeah. Ray, of, Ray of fucking sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I love. That was great. Yeah, um, that was cool. Yeah, and I'm still trying to get caught up in the comics too, so I might be a little off on some some things that may have already happened if folks are listening and you're like, "Hey, you're forgetting everything." I feel like there was a lot in this episode that wasn't quite in the comics. They're they're not using I don't feel a lot of the source material in this episode. There was mm-hmm. an a, a attack Sam Lesser did come back to the house. Um, but it was a little bit it played out a little bit differently. Um, so there's a little bit of that and when and Steve mentioned it in his phone call, um, his top line, and you mentioned it earlier that you liked it too when Bodhi was telling Kinsey, you know, and he's like, well, well, try not to be like freaked out about my body and, and how it looks like um, a sock without a foot in it. That is pulled like from the comic. So mm. that was a nice little tie in, like as a little reminder that, oh, yeah, we're pulling from some, some source material. And, and even though they're mm-hmm. not using a whole lot of it in this episode, this was kind of like our little tie-in. So that is um, from the comic. Um, and I'm just looking over some cool. of my notes. Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot, I don't feel, from this episode um, that tied a lot into the comic. So mm-hmm. I I don't have anything else that I, I want to say. If you don't have anything else um, that you want to say, we do have Steve did um, leave us another voicemail in regards to the comic. So we'll see what he has to say. Maybe it'll um, mm-hmm. tie in some more info. That's a quick one. Here we go. Hey, Raymond Jason, this is Steve, and uh, this is just a real quick one for comic your comic talk section uh, tonight. Uh, do you think now that we have Ghost Sam in the ether, do you think we're going to get the Ghost Sam versus Ghost Dodge fight from uh, that we had in the comic? Uh, just a quick thought. I'm kind of excited. I'd like to see it, but I don't know how it would go visually. So, all right. Thanks. Talk to you later. 
I have no memory of that. You don't? Oh, I, <laughs> no. I do. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about that during this. I thought, oh, Sam is, you know, that Sam does get turned into or not turned into, but use the ghost door and becomes a ghost. But it's definitely does not play out the same at all um, in this. And there is um, something in the comics that comes up later between between him and Dodge. But I don't know that it it's I mean, they're really kind of doing things a little bit differently with the source um, material and, and the show. So I don't know. And yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if it happens. It was really cool in the comics. I remember that. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see him again or if he comes back. I feel like it could go either way. I suspect we will see more of him. But if we don't, I won't be too surprised. Yep, I agree. He's kind of served his purpose at this point. Yeah, I wonder if, if that might be it. Because again, like I said, it really looked like he disappeared. And maybe that meant nothing. Maybe it meant nothing mm-hmm. that, that we saw that. But um, that's just what it, it, it didn't seem like a good ending. It seemed kind of final. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thanks, Steve, for um, contributing to the comic talk portion. Um, so next week. Next week, we'll be covering episode eight of Lock and Key entitled Ray of Fucking Sunshine. That's the first time I've seen that title. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's all you're getting. <laughs> Nothing's spoilery. Did you make that up or is that the real title? I That's totally for me because that's what I am these days. I'm the Ray of Fucking Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fuck off. Yep. <laughs> We're, we are really excited for you to follow us into Key House. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange TCast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stranger cast. And you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at stranger things cast pod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV time app. You can find strange indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. And if you haven't left us a review and you keep hearing me say this, why haven't you? (laughs) Why not? What else do you have to do? But go out and pull up the when there's worldwide pandemics, that's a perfect time to review Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. Well, isn't that what everybody's doing is they're kind of looking at, you know, like reorganizing their cabinets or closets or doing all the things around the house that they haven't had time to do. I think this uh, is a good time. Reviewing, reviewing Strange Indeed. Go and review all my favorite podcasts and everybody gets five stars across the board. Um, I'll even take four. Anyway, sorry. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, and speaking of Podcastica. You can find all of Jason's podcasts on Podcastica, such as House Podcastica. How is Westworld going? Did you see episode two? Hell yes, I did. Yeah, it was great. really good. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking it a lot. I, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's really fun. It was a fun episode. I'm a little worried they're dumbing it down because last season was just too hard to figure out what was going on. But um. I'm enjoying it though, Good. and I don't know that for sure. I, it just seems more straightforward than last year, but uh, it's great. <laughs> good, and and you and David are covering that, and you guys having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's he's fun to podcast with. He's he's kind of a different kind of a personality than I'm used to. I mean, I'm used to him now because we've been podcasting together for a while. But yeah, he's very much more sort of deliberate mm-hmm. and dry. 
<laughs> I l- <laughs> which I think is I really like. Great. Yeah, David's great. I I really enjoy his dry humor. He really makes me giggle me whenever I listen to you guys' podcasts. So I I think he's mm. great. Um, and I'm so glad it's you podcasting with him because I feel like I don't have enough IQ points to podcast with David. He would totally <laughs> run me into the ground. Um, so it's it's I think better off that you're doing that. But I'm glad you guys are having fun with that. So um, you mm-hmm. have um, covering West Westworld on House Podcastica. And of course, we're in full swing with The Walking Dead, right? On Walking Dead cast. And that's been a lot yeah. of fun. So A few more episodes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just announced that they're, the season finale, if you Walking Dead fans haven't heard, is being pushed out to quote unquote later in the year because of they weren't finished with post-production when they had to halt production. So yep. we're getting up through episode 15, episode 15, and then we'll at some point later that last one will come out one big banger of an episode for the finale sometime later this year yeah i have a feeling they'll probably get it in a really great spot and um i mean it's been pretty great so far with well maybe this last episode maybe not so much but (laughs) the most for the most part it's been um a a pretty great it's been great pretty great so that that's great really great podcasts um on podcastica as always so anyway All right, that is our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And Karen She is Strange Indeed.